Are we ready? Yeah, we ready. Time, time for the hand right. signal. Here we go. JB, what's the name of the podcast? It's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You, you say the whole thing. thing. Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN. Do y'all catch that every week? Also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution will be televised. I'm no breaks new to Righteous Ratchet. If you throw it out, catch it. If you got it out, match it. Even with a bald head. Every <laughs> Monday. Monday. We right back at it. I am the bald savage. I mean, black savage. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek coming at you every goddamn Monday. Monday. Representing N. W-A. Nerds with attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. The sun is shining. It's hot in Atlanta. Um, we have been outside exercising, Hell working yeah. out. Um, Ladies, I, you see the knees. You see I, the knees. I, 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 feel, I feel good today. I, I, and, That's what's up. You know, this is going to be a great show. Um, you know, let's just get right into it, young. Um all right, so you guys, we got a lot to talk about. We, y'all read the description. Uh, we're gonna start with as we do every week. Um, well, actually, I'm gonna start this way. Shout out to everybody watching on Facebook. Yeah. Um, a lot of times y'all don't get credit. Shout out to everybody that watches this on YouTube tomorrow, which is Monday, and that's why we call. But that's why we say Monday because mm-hmm. we record it Sunday with y'all, and then we, then we do it Monday with y'all. So shout out to Spotify, Apple. YouTube, Facebook, and all our Christian Mingle fans, man. We supporters, kickbackers. Yeah, and, sh- and especially a uh, shout-out to our Patreon uh, fans. Thank you for your support and your participation in the movement. It really, 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 really helps. And we mm-hmm. encourage you guys to tell your friends about that and tell your tell friends friend. that, that we got something good going on. Again, those Patreon accounts are going to give you outtakes, special little moments that you're not going to see on the traditional Facebook uh Broadcast or, or the YouTube or Apple or, or Spotify. Exactly. Only on Patreon. Exactly. Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna be able to check out some of our merch very soon. Um, so you know, this is gonna be a good look. Um, and you know, thank you for your support, first of all, but you know, help us kick it up a notch. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Appreciate you, kickbackers. Now, high and low of the week, JB. Mm-hmm. Um, you wanna start it? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so, uh, my, my low, my low of the week is just the contiguous and continuous and overflowing, um, lack of leadership that we are facing during the COVID-19. Contiguous shit too. I'm not going to let that go, JB. You thought I was going to slap. That's a gangster geek. Word of the week. At the top of the damn show. Yeah. Contiguous, JB. 
I used it last week, though. It's one of my favorite words because it mean it means things that happen in succession. It's it's something that happens consistently. Um, you use contiguous with words like trajectory. It's going to end where it starts. And the lack of leadership in our country is following an even and sequential line. He is making bad decisions at every single point. And all of his asshole cronies throughout the government and throughout the country are making bad decisions and it's affecting our lives. It's affecting my life. So that is my low of the week. Fuck okay. that. Fuck that nigga moving on. My high of the week was actually um, the July 4th holiday new because I saw three very important things. One, I got to see my kids, which is always awesome. Yeah. Number two, um, I saw us as a group and as a team and as a crew talk about social distancing and how important that was and had that conversation happen with respect and dignity. Like, you know, niggas had plans. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. Niggas had plans months ago about the fourth. You know what I'm saying? We, had you said it, we do something every year. Mm -hmm. And what we learned is that People were like, think, think things weren't going to be working out, you know, the way they should in terms of social distancing, you know, so news spoke up about it. I spoke up about it and everybody else respectfully understood, you know what I'm saying, new. And so that's what needs to happen right now. That's my high of the week because it's that important, especially now. You know, that's all I really want to say about COVID new, but I had to get that out there. Like yeah. us social distancing the right way is a win for us. And it's a win for everybody who does it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and just because JB said that, I'm going to explain something because the comments are going like, new got a ball head or they ain't contiguous to the lexicon. Good job. Oh, peace. Love you nice. Um, let's see. Make sure we on public. Yeah. Oh damn! I know we not. I know we not. So JB just told me to check the phone to make sure the uh, the post is public, and it's not. So let me go ahead and uh, fix that. Damn! See the, the pre-show activities we having. <laughs> Deleterious effects, nigga. <laughs> oh, oh shit! That's the righteous magic. Hey! Word of the week. <laughs> Deleterious. I you know. You that. know what that is? Kickbackers. Don't think the righteous ratchet ain't got no words neither, nigga. And we are public. And I'm gonna share one more time since we public hey, now. Hey, now I can see the comments. Boom, I, boom, boom. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And so, based on uh, piggybacking off what JB was saying, the reason I'm bald headed now is because every time I get on Instagram, my barber at a club, I'm like, I'm not knowing it. And my barber, my man. That's our man. You know, that's our nigga. But I'm still like, I'm not doing it. You don't think COVID is real enough? I, I need to, uh, yeah, I'll figure something out. And so I was like, should I, you know, just shave it low? So I try to do my own tip. I'm skillful. What should I do? And I was like, I was gonna cut that shit off. I ain't gotta worry about it. I can, I can shape up the beard. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I ain't gotta worry about going to a barber every week or woofing. Like I'm a, I'm a DC nigga. Not having a haircut every week. Horrible. It, it do something to my soul, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that, call me a pretty yeah. boy, whatever. I've been know. cut my own hair for decades now. Yeah, <laughs> most, yeah, most of the yeah. most of the niggas in the five cut their own hair at this point because yeah, my hair is so illustrious. 
So I, I like to have my waves and my, my my shit, but I'm like, man, fuck that shit. I ain't trying to die getting the haircut. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know how I go. I ain't seen nobody. I ain't told nobody. I ain't trying to die for the motherfucking haircut. Fuck that shit. So I'm bored, nigga. Like that. That's what we, that's what we doing here. That's got to be a nice to laugh at. I know that's her ass. She always got some shit to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> baby ass clean. What up, kind of clean? <laughs> <laughs> I, had um, to, I had to pop that one up. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, man. So he he joined the club, you know. He yeah, because me, we was on a um a, a Zoom call last yeah, night, it was like, and oh, everybody shit. was bored. <laughs> oh shit! So now four to five are bored. Right. For y'all to watch the show, y'all know the five is our crew. We grew up with thirty plus years. Um, but we do got a lot of stories. I know y'all here for most of y'all here for August, Alcina, and Jada. So I, I feel like we, we're getting to it. Trust me. Okay. But so did you get through your high and low? Yes, I did. I'm done with that. Go ahead. And, okay. Uh, go ahead and get on yours. You know? Um, my, yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah. My my Lord of Week. Um, I had to have a, a real talk with myself because I didn't feel like I was grinding as hard as I should be, and I wasn't moving as fast on things as I wanted to. And um, I'm doing the, you know, coming out of this quarantine, I want to be in a much better position. Right. So I um, was assessing things, and I wasn't, I wasn't moving hard enough. I wasn't working hard enough. And I had to have a talk with myself, like step it up. Um, June was one of our best month of the year for the podcast, and one of our best months ever. But there are several other components to my life that I got to step it up in all them areas, including working out because I want to lose his gut. So I can uh, make sure Amara Negro want a nigga. Yeah, I, I gave up Ashanti. Uh, it's Amara. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure I'm in shape and do what I got to do and, and on every front. And um, that was my low. Well, my low was the down part, and I guess my high was the up part. But I, just really quickly, I threw in another high, um, watching Hamilton. Uh, and we'll get into that later. Yeah. But that, as a rapper, the Righteous Ratchet, and as a person who loves history and that's into like the secrets of war, the art of war, battles, you know, Peaky Blinders, you know, uh, you know, um, Queen of the South, that shit, to be able to um, see all of that with nothing but rap. That was dope. They didn't, it, it was, uh, the, the, all the dialogue is rapping and as a rapper that shit, <sighs> amazing. But um, that's my hello. JB, I'm gonna get into, um, our kickback fact of the week. Yeah, let's do it. So, <laughs> I knew this, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I. Knew, I, I knew figured it. you knew it. That's why I picked it because I figured you <laughs> even knew it or would want to know. Oh, so, no. our, our fact of the week is: Superman could not always fly. Uh, the original comic book Superman could leap tall buildings in a, in single, a single bound. bound. Yep, faster than the speeding. Boy. Right, and that, that was an old black and white TV show too. Mm-hmm. But then he had to come right back down to earth. Because he didn't fly. It wasn't until the 1940s, around the time JB was born, when animators decided for a new animated series, um, decided it was too difficult to routinely join him bending his knees, jumping, and all that shit. So they just decided to make it so that he could fly. He gained a new superpower. Uh, readers got smoother animation, and that became the story Superman flying. Yeah. Um- I've geeked out on Superman before. I'm not going to do it now. We got we got plenty of other shit to talk about. But yeah, yeah that's a great fun fact. Um, and uh, yeah, the kickback uh, fun fact. Yep, kickback like fun fact. Yep, we're gonna do those every week. There you go. Ah, uh, you gotta come over next week's joke. 
I got it right now, but boom, yeah, go boom, ahead. Boom. <laughs> All right. So my left stroke just went viral. Our viral story of the week. Jada Pinkett Smith in August, Alcina and Willard Smith third. Woo! Um, when Jada Pinkett birthday last year, when her birthday came in August, Alcina voted that loving. Uh, touching Facebook or Instagram post, and then the song with her middle name in it um, about the girl he loved. We started going, "Is something up with them?" Yeah, it's a I lot. I don't know. It's something There's up with a them. A lot going on. And then a little bit of time passed. I forgot about it. I'm watching the Red Table Talks. That's all I really think about when it comes to Jada. And then Will just dropped that verse. So I'm like, okay, yeah, Will spitting again. But I forgot about the August Alcina shit. This nigga did an interview with Angela Yee. Yeah. We talks about their relationship. Yeah. How he went to Will and got Will's blessing first because they're in their life. They transitioned from married couple to life partners. Um, to be honest, I'm I'm poly, so like I'm like, yeah, okay, like what's the big deal? But if there was a level of uh integrity that was missing from those interactions then that would be a problem you know what yeah. i'm saying like, and it sounds like there wasn't it, which, it sounds like it's unethical non-monogamy well it sounded does it sound like it now if he spoke to will or well, well they're, they're saying that conversation never happened oh okay um, which makes it like well, which makes it like we don't know what the fuck going on right. but let's say august is telling the truth and what he's saying is real then that is ethical non-monogamy he had a conversation with will and i'm not going to get into more detail than that um he i want to tell our story um now boom and i now this is another perspective he was snitching why was he saying it on tv why was he in the interview why is he bringing that business out to the forefront he addressed that and said that because of the rumor the alleged situation which he brought on himself by making a song and making that post. But that led him, put him in a space where he was looked at as a bad guy, the villain, you know, and he wanted to give clarity to the situation. Like he wasn't fucking somebody else's wife and, and like she was cheating. Like it was understood. It was a situation. And so he was like, I would never say nothing, but it's starting to fuck with my money because people looking at me like I'm a dirtbag. Um, yeah, I can, it, I can see the, that. He made that bad. Well, with his, his, his initial comments. Yeah, I mean, and and he, I, I think honestly, the song and the other shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you the buck with y'all. I think that was some sucker for love shit. Like, I don't think yep. he was in his right mind when he actually did that. I well, think he, he wasn't. He, he has mental issues. Okay then. So, um, and so I think everything that he's trying to do now is walk that shit back and you can't really walk that shit back because you was never, whether it was consensual or what the fuck ever, you wasn't supposed to do that shit. I mean, you just, you like you entirely fucked that money up, you know, it just is what it is. So, um, you know, whether it was consensual or not, you kind of broke the code by putting yourself out there like that from the from the giddy up. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the tough part about this situation. Okay, neither of them can have an extramarital relationship without permission from the other. Um, since he personally knew about the situation, um, or their particular situation. And um, I don't even have an issue with that. Like, like that makes sense to me. Right. Um, 
it, you know, like it's not like that's so weird. Like I know I have delved in poly. I plenty of people I know are poly. Like it is what it is. Shout out to the ambient amorous community. We can go, you know, monogamy poly. That's what we do. But yeah, shout out to us. Um, but my point is that ain't weird to me. Nah. And I don't really have an issue with it, except August keeps telling us about it. That's my right. only issue. Like, why are you now? Jada saying she's gonna do an episode addressing it on the Red Table Talk. I mean, I would watch it. It's interesting. Um, I ain't doing shit else. You know, when, when I can carve time off of my hustles and my job and the podcast, if I got an hour to listen to Jada break this down, I will definitely take it. I saw people on the internet shaming people like, oh, yeah, last week y'all was marching, and this week you're listening to Jada in August. And I'm like, niggas can take a break. Niggas can read something funny. Yeah. Niggas can go and watch Pornhub and jerk off. Or niggas can go. You don't have to be revolution 24 hours a day, all day, every day. And I'm never going to be nothing but serious. It's like, y'all got to relax. Hence this show. Precisely this show. We are taking a mental break. And you need to do that. You know, my father used to always say, shout out to James A. I know you're checking us out today, but you used to always tell me you got to pay yourself first, you know, take time because work life balance is important, you know, especially for us as a people. (laughs) And what's going on right now. So y'all stop all that shaming. I hate when y'all do that. Um, um, What do you guys think? Let me take a look about this Jada and uh, they got a, yeah, Trey got a lot to say. I, I see. He, are you just trying to sell albums? He 100% wrong. He won't, he won't making no real money, no way. Um, I don't, I think Jada's gonna do damage control. I think that they, I have, agree, they have been private about that. It always comes out that they are swingers or whatever, but they've been or that they date non monogamously or they, excuse me, marry non monogamously. They're poly. That's always been a rumor. Um, this is another time it came out. Now she does have that show, right? Which this conversation on her show would the numbers would go through the roof. Yeah, it's gonna pop. I mean, um, this whole situation is gonna pop, and we can't deny that, and we can't we can't really deny that. You know, there's a little bit of a kind of a you know there, there there's a man behind the curtain going on here with what. Um, you know, homeboy is doing it. It is what it is. Let me, I, let me answer the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's going to do more damage control um, than tell the truth. But yeah. I think she's going to allude. I think she's going to be like, something was going on with me and him. Boom, 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 boom. I don't think she's gonna be like we had a sexual relationship. I think she's going to say our relationship, the way we interacted was like this. And um, that led to an argument or that led to hurt feelings. But I don't think she's going to just, you know, give us the, the straight story. But I think she'll do it in a way that we can read between the lines. Jada from Baltimore. Jada is in the industry and she's Hollywood and all or in Hollywood. But Jada ain't going to do a whole show just to bullshit us. If she's going to do a show, she's going to give us a peek under the tent. She might not go into details, but She'll allude to certain things and she'll leave certain things up to imagination. That's my respect level for Jada. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> well, Cuzzo says that she's going to tap dance. And um, honestly, I expect her to tap dance a bit, but I expect her to do so well, you know. Um, and there's a difference. It's kind of, 
that's kind of what she gotta do you know what i'm saying and we can't really we can't really be mad at her for doing that for trying to clean this bullshit up um this is some whack shit like let's just keep it a hundred right now like this this is some this is some corny dumb shit you know what i'm saying yeah, like let's like, just like, call it what the fuck no, it is nobody would do that nobody i know would do that like we're not doing that dumb shit. we're not going on now I have talked about me and Asante's relationship, JB. So I gotta keep it a hundred. But that is because we want y'all to know about our love. We don't mind y'all knowing it's different. Yeah. Um, so why don't we move <laughs> on to <laughs> I'm not even gonna comment on it. got a, she got a brand she can't mess up. August has gone through a lot. August, like she was at one point saying she was his mother, which made it even weird um because of their relationship. Um, I don't know that he was a side dude, and I think that's the thing that I talk about between understanding monogamy and polyamory. Like, if he talked to Will and those conversations are real, then he was another partner, not a side nigga. A side nigga is a secret, you know, you see when you can see, and you know, randomly, and da, 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 da. another partner is another relationship. Um, and that's also different from you know, that's only a thruple. Um, so when you date Kitchen Polly, that means everybody, all the partners know each other, meet and talk. And that kind of sounds like what they were doing, where everybody knows what's going on. Um, and it's ethical non-monogamy. Um, I think that's what they were doing. But at some point, they decided August wasn't a fit partner anymore. Either Will said it or Jada said it. Somebody decided he I couldn't be he part of it. he said it when he did it. Honestly, well, he did. Well, they, they ended it long before that, so he Fair did enough. some shit. Okay, okay. And then they ended it, and then the "I love you, happy birthday" shit happened. Allegedly, because I don't know them. I Got have it. met Jada. I, you know, we we we've talked, but I don't know the motherfuckers. Right. Um, so, according to lore, you know, according to the story, that's what we got with them. Mm. But um, I, I I wish everybody the best. I hope that it don't, you know, fracture relationships even yeah, more or beyond Jada repair. Yeah, I straighten that shit out, young. I think she's going to get a table talk together and just calm all that shit down. And it's, you know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how she does it. Because um, it's a waste of a show if she bullshit. Yeah. So having said that, um, somebody who doesn't bullshit, the most honorable, the honorable uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan gave a Savior's Day address, which is the day that uh, uh, w far muhammad came from north came from mecca to north america to save black people and one of his students was elijah muhammad and uh elijah muhammad studying under him islam and studying his lessons uh basically created the nation of islam in uh, 1930 so having said that it was Savior's Day, which is the anniversary of the day that uh, he came to North America, July 4th, 1930. Um, and Minister Farrakhan does a Savior's Day address every year. And this year it was on revolt. It was picked up by different uh, news sources. And so it was more readily available and a lot of people tuned in. And um, I wanted to get y'all thoughts on the speech. Y'all write us right now with Facebook, of course, but even if this is tomorrow and you're on YouTube or if this is tomorrow and you're on Apple or Spotify, put it in the comments, make a note, 
Tell us what you thought about the speech. And while y'all are doing that, I'm going to shift it to you, JB. What were your thoughts on the speech? Um, <clears throat> I thought he addressed a lot of important issues. Um, and I thought that he addressed them in a very... Um, in a very cogent way. And what I mean by that is, I mean that he addressed them with historical references. Um, he addressed them with important facts, um, but he also addressed them with the feelings and the emotion and the outrage of our people. I felt like, um, as always, you know, but especially now, um, in most cases, he truly was speaking for us. Now, um, I'm not a member of the Nation of Islam. I'm not a Muslim. And as you mentioned, this was his annual, it's like it's like his State of the Union address. Yeah, you know, so is. there were a lot of situations where he lost me when he was talking about very things that are very particular and personal to him and to the nation that I wasn't yeah. aware of. And then there was also some of just kind of company business that he was doing during mm -hmm. the speech that, you know, I didn't really follow. But at the same time, I felt that it was a universal speech, but I felt like there were some things that I know he was saying from the heart knew that I wish he would have said a little differently, you know? Okay. I hear that. Um, I've tuned into these for over 30 years. Um, I don't think I've seen everyone over the last 35 years, but I've seen most of them over the last 35 years. Um, there was a decidedly different tone, um, a decidedly, well, I guess because of COVID different scenery. Um, it's usually, well, hold up. Um, okay. Well, um, you can view the speech on revolt TV's YouTube page. Um, yeah, there you go. Boom. Go to Revolt TV's YouTube page and it's up there. Or just go to YouTube and Google um, Savior's Day 2020 um, for those who haven't seen it. Um, it was a decidedly different tone. Um, he alluded, I really feel like it was his farewell speech. I'll get into what I thought he talked about, but it felt like he was saying goodbye. Mm. He had mentioned, you know, you know, facing death before being poisoned. Um, he talked about not, he didn't do the, I might not make it there with you, but he said, I'm going to be leaving. And after I'm gone, this, 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 this. And um, it was a recurring theme of, um, I never said Jewish people were termites. It's, it's been, I, I didn't say it. That's just a lie. It was a lot of, I didn't do this. And there was a lot of, I have done this. Mm -hmm. I have cared about this. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel like, and I don't say that in a negative way. I say it, um, I think it was his farewell. Mm -hmm. Now, getting into some of the issues he addressed, um, I absolutely agree, um, loved, and I actually wanted to play it. I guess we'll play it at the end of the show. God damn it. That, that's their pregame activity. Uh, I wanted to play part of the speech, and I had it teed up. Um, but I like him saying, don't take the vaccine. Um, I don't know if I'm taking the vaccine when it comes, but I know that I should be afraid of the vaccine. I know the vaccine is a threat. Um, whether or not it's a potential threat, I'll say. Um, and I'm on the fence with that, but I know it's a potential threat. I mean, we've seen Tuskegee Airmen. We saw what they did from Native Americans with smallpox. We know what they do with vaccines. Um, so that 
I appreciated him saying that, and I want everybody else to make up their own mind. I don't have a definitive opinion either way. It depends on when it comes out and when the trials are done and what I think of it uh, before I have a final on my decision. But um, I, I love that he was uh, – he talked about, you know, the history of America, the history of the nation. Um, and I felt uplifted. I felt empowered, you know, um, because, like I said, he said a lot of things that a lot of us have been saying, but he said them the way we are saying them. And one thing I want to call out specifically is he talked about the police brutality specifically, and he talked about how black people aren't going to take that shit no more. Yep. And, what do you and say, JB? He, the jump he, out, boys? Yeah. You don't want to jump out here. Yeah, because you might, <laughs> might not, not be able to jump back, back in. <laughs> um, and 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 that's how brothers and sisters are feeling right now. And I'm glad he said that shit out loud. There are things that folks like Fox News are going to take from this speech and make incendiary. Um, it is what it is. It was not a hate-filled speech, in my opinion, by any fucking stretch of any not kind of ima not imagination. But there are spits and spots where they're going to take those sound bites and turn them into something that they are not. You know? I, I agree. Um, and that was one thing that I, I wanted... But if if it's my last speech, I'm gonna say what the fuck I'm gonna say. But I do, I did want. I was like, ooh, they're gonna use that and they're gonna destroy the whole thing. But and I normally don't care because that speech ain't for everybody, right? That speech for us. Um, but this speech felt like it was for everybody. It felt like he was trying to clear his name and let people know exactly where he stood. And he talked about his his relationship with God and I mean and what he was praying for what he was asking for and he was like god is listening to me <laughs> like be clear like i've been praying for certain things and it's happening <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> like get on my good side like like i'm like i'm seeing things going on now um and i appreciated that i appreciated him standing up to white the white man white racist people and saying hey you know the symbolism is good i like you doing these nice little things but it's time to do some real shit and um, before we move on, I always, um, I had made an album when I was in like junior high school and I named it like 439 years. It was like, brace yourself. 439 years of oppression, a lifetime of misery. Yeah, I was sad. I, I, I know it sounds morbid, but that was like in 91. Right. Now they're 439 years. Right. And then this year, everybody was saying it's 401 years of slavery, 401. And I'm like, I was at 439 in the 90s, nigga. Why are you at 401? And um, I like that he brought up that it was 64 years missing because that re you know reaffirmed what I already thought. Um and I, I appreciate that. But it was unique um that people nowadays are going with 401 years um to a particular date where a particular group was brought to where JB, I know you know. Um <clears throat> well um the you're talking about 1555 or no 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 the 1619 oh uh 1619 that was uh that was virginia that was in um james that, yeah okay <clears throat> so everybody uses that as the exact date when slaves were brought to america when yeah. in actuality it was 1955 1555 um, yeah, 1555 excuse me mm -hmm. jesus uh, that's the before the show activities 
But JB, you was actually hipping me to some shit. We were talking about the Dutch mm-hmm. and before the American slave trade mm-hmm. of 1555, it was some other shit going on. Yeah. So let me kick back us know. Okay. Um, so I'm going to geek out on y'all for a second. Slavery has existed as a global system for centuries before America Vespucci land in Florida with slaves in 1555. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Um, you got to look at the fact that enslavement in the Americas, North and South America, did not start with African slaves. They at first attempted to enslave the Indians, uh, the Native American population, but the Native Americans kept dying from smallpox. Um, African people were already um, exposed to smallpox due to their trade with Europe. So they had already built up a herd immunity to the disease and thus could survive not only smallpox through contact with Europeans, but also the malarial conditions of the West Indies. Mm -hmm. So Christopher Columbus eventually brought slaves back to Hispaniola, which was, um, which was, uh, I believe that was Cuba um, that he landed. No, he landed on the Bahamas, um, <clears throat> back to the Bahamas, um, ultimately wiped out the entire population. Now, slavery actually started with the Dutch in the early 1400s. The early 1400s, um, explorers into Africa were actually trading African prisoners of war and captured slaves with cheap in the 1400s and bringing those slaves back to Europe, right? So you got to understand that when you talk about slavery in America, you are talking about a global system of enslavement that was well-established by the time that it started in America, right? Break it down, JB. Break it the fuck down. Um, We do want to move on. Um, Is there anything else you wanted to add before before we move on? Nah, let's keep it moving, man. Okay. so our what the fuck, and this is not going to be a sad show, I promise you, but our what the fuck story of the week. Yeah, let's rip through this one. Uh, is the, uh, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't say it like that. Because that makes it sound like we, we, we're not taking it serious. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to clean it up. I, yeah. I, yeah, I got you. Um, Vanessa Gillen? I would say Guillen. Guillen? Uh-huh. Vanessa Guillen, um, a United States soldier in the Army, uh, was murdered. That's what we'll start with if you don't know. Um, what we've come to find out is she reported her sergeant for sexual abuse, sexual harassment, mm-hmm. and then she wound up missing. Yes. And then they found her body. And the coroner is now saying she had her head bashed in with a hammer, and I believe she was all sliced up. Um yeah um you know um this is a horrible 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 story of abuse and tragedy and um i want to lay out the facts quickly and express my concern but i want to get through it quickly because i don't want to dwell on this you know so i apologize for the insensitive comment but that was the that was the thought behind it um the fact is that um this poor woman um, reported sexual misconduct and she was murdered for it by her mentally ill sergeant. She went missing literally on the day that she was promoted to a specialist position. Um, <clears throat> what was found out after they uh, arrested the sergeant 
um, and talked to him was that he and another uh, another member of that squad or whatever um, took the body and they chopped it up and then they buried it and they poured concrete over it to try and just fucking get rid of it, to try and sweep the whole fucking thing under the rug. And, you know, shout out to the lawyer who works so hard to keep this case moving and to bring and to bring the proper conclusion about um, the criminals were arrested, but this is just a horrible, 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 horrible case. Yeah, now you say they were arrested. When, when, when did that happen? Um, well, <clears throat> when I read through the when I read through the article in detail, they had they had detailed they had detailed statements from the two men who who did the murder. So I. I'm assuming that they were arrested. Otherwise, how did they get those stories? Yeah. Because okay, they were okay. like details. Of I, the yeah, I, I was still on my justice, my hashtag justice for Vanessa being hashtag. So I'm like, they were arrested? Uh, which it could have happened. Um, I guess I, I just um, didn't know where we were in the case. Well, but, I um, mean, and here's an interesting comment. And I think this is the scary part, right? Like, this ain't the first time. <laughs> right, fuck right. Fuck shit has right. happened. At oh, and the young lady who created the hashtag for Vanessa again to get justice, she's missing now. Mm-hmm. Protect black women, protect Latino women, protect white women, protect women, nigga. Like, this shit is... Niggas is out here out of fucking control. Like, dead ass. They out of fucking control. What up, bro? Just tuned in. It's a history of bullshit at Fort Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Our Donald, well, I don't be dumb. We're not saying that nigga name no more. I don't be dumb award goes to JB's favorite NFL owner, the guy that owns his favorite team in the world, Dan Snyder, who ain't no better than Jack King Cook or John King Cook, but whatever. Um, it's my chance to shit on the Redskins, so I'm gonna take advantage of it. Excuse me, shit on the Washington team. So I'm going to take advantage of it because I'm a Cowboy fan. Um, they refused to change their name after, you know, decades of requests um, because the name is offensive to Native Americans. Um, and we'll get into the different surveys. I do want to have that conversation. Um, but uh, from my understanding, it was, was offensive. And... Um, <laughs> He didn't make the decision until the money got in the way, until Nike took the uh, Washington football team jerseys down, until FedEx, who owns the stadium or is the the uh, sponsor, for, sponsor the stadium, for the stadium, they sit on the board for the yeah, team. Yeah, said, "Hey, you know, we bought the withdrawal, and uh, it is. Um, I am happy that it is now under consideration. I'll be happier once they actually change the name." Um, and that's basically because of how Native Americans feel about that name. Now, we know there was a study done in the 90s where the majority of Native Americans said it doesn't offend us. Um, and then there was some studies done over the last few years where, from what I saw, the elder Native Americans didn't have too much of a problem with the name. Um, it was more in favor. But under 30, they tested the name, and it was like 67% of the under 30. So it's a problem for the younger generation. As they're, you know, the older people might, you know, it's like with us, it's the young people out there marching. 
me and JB old asses ain't out there marching. Right. It's the millennials. They're marching. So it's the younger people that's making change. And for what we see, the younger Native Americans are pretty much saying this is a no-go. Like, change the fucking name. And so now that's being uh, taken under consideration. What do you guys think? I know a lot of our audience is in D.C. and uh, probably, unfortunately, red-skinned fans. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> let me chime in for a second here, New. Um, number one, um, you know, being being part Native American um, and having studied my own personal family history, um, the name didn't really offend me um, because I knew more of the history behind the name. However, I honestly knew that doesn't fucking matter because if any of any of our people are offended by a name, then you just need to fucking change it. Like, it's really that simple. Like, we don't need to go into anything else, yeah. you know, because it's not that deep. So fucking what about your history? Your your fans don't like it. So change the fucking name. Like, it's just that simple. You know, <laughs> like, what else needs to be said? Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that we, um, in this time of everybody speaking out and everybody wanting to be politically correct, um, and I'm not mad at this, but you know, use typically well, I'm typically mad at it, but not in this instance. Other people's issues get thrown in with ours, and we're marching, you know, based on the George Floyd murder, Ahmaud Arbery, and so many others. Um, what's what's the sister name? Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor. I'm gonna make, definitely make sure I say that. Um, everybody gets something with us, but I think this is a situation where, you know, maybe they should. If they can take advantage of this platform, maybe Native Americans should do that. And let's get the name changed. Um, what, you, what you want the new name to be, JB? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, People are saying it got to be an R. So you, so I can keep HTTR. So they're like, it's got to be an R. I have no I They talked about the Red Tails for Tuskegee Airmen. But I was like, eh, fuck Tuskegee. Like, I love the Tuskegee Airmen, but we know what they did to us there. So I'm like, eh, fuck Tuskegee. Well, I mean, number one and number two, what the fuck does Washington D.C. have to do with the Tuskegee era? You know that—that's the part that bothers me. Um, I don't know. You, I don't know. Uh, I have no idea, Young. I have no idea. Um, the, the Hall of Blues try to say they still gonna the name generals. They can go to be the Washington generals. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they could be they could be the they could be the DC Groovers. Corny ass suggestions. The Rough Riders, the Renegades. <laughs> they said they wanted to be all, all words. <laughs> so if it's all Rough Riders, I'm just kidding. You say the Renegades. I like the Renegades. I want something to represent DC. None of our teams represent us. You got the uh, the Washington. Well, I guess we can move the Senators, I guess. That kind of did it. The Nationals. They don't really represent us for real. The Redskins didn't represent us. The Bullets. Now they represented us, but not for a good reason. <laughs> right. They represented us in a bad way. But the Wizards don't fucking represent us. They need to be something that represent us. I, I think Go Go, uh, Mambo Sauce are the two pillars of DC. And I think our team should be one of those. 
It should be the Washington go-go. I don't give a fuck. That's what it should be. That's what we're known for. That's our biggest export. Unless you want to go with like crab cakes, but then that's kind of Boston. I mean, I'm in Baltimore. That's more really Baltimore for real. What DC known for is the government, the Washington Congress. You know, I, I, I don't know. You know, for government and, and go go, goddammit. I said the alliteration. Well, we did have a little bit of a mic problem if you knew. I want to make sure that that is straight. So, okay, you can hear him now. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. Nigga, do I look like I got a motherfucking overalls? The fuck, nigga? <laughs> the niggas, I'm not reading none of y'all comments no more. Y'all niggas stupid as hell. I'm not reading that shit. Yeah. Okay, okay. can you turn me up? Yeah, I, ju I just did. I just did. That's what I'm checking on right now. I don't know. Well, I mean, you're on a little bit of a delay. Chicky, chicky, chicky. Chicky, chicky, chicky. Chicky, chicky. So, uh, yeah, can, can y'all hear me good? We need to start from scratch. Okay. Uh, well, now we're here to send the cameras. Okay. So, I think you can hear me. Because I want to make sure the ladies. Yeah. What the fuck happened here? Hold up. All right. We're, we're having some technical difficulties, it looks like. If you can hear me well, let me know. If you can't, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> okay, he said, because it's too loud. Does that mean JB is too loud or I'm too loud? I think that means that I am too loud. Okay, turn the levels back down. It's a little bit of distortion. We're gonna make sure we get this right, so I'll tell you the difficulties happen. You know, we are a live show. This is what happens at live shows. If you haven't been to Hamilton, nigga, we the Hamilton of podcast, nigga. Well, kind of, because we're live. What if a podcast are live? You know what I'm saying? Like, like think about it. You like Joe Button? They not live. They recorded a whole day before. You know what I'm saying? Like, who else you like? Horrible decisions? They not live. They record two, three, four episodes a week and then put them shits out when they get to it. We do our shit live on the spot. So sometimes you get technical difficulties. Yeah. You hear me now? <clears throat> okay, Jamie, you were saying, was your mic that was too loud and I'm too low? Okay. You can't hear me at all. This is crazy. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. All right. Okay, uh, we don't know what happened, but I'm on JB's mic now. So I'm thinking that uh, you guys can hear me on JB's mic. Can you hear me on JB's mic? I'm waiting, to, I'm waiting for a comment. Um Sorry right, about that. If you're watching, one, if you're two. listening on uh, Spotify, Apple, or watching on YouTube, we'll, we'll try to edit it. But you're probably like, "What the fuck has been going on?" Yeah. Well, I'm. Okay. So we might be sharing a mic for the rest of the show, guys. But we're gonna get through the rest of the goddamn show. I was telling y'all a great story. What story was I telling them, young? Yeah? 
God damn, I had a really good story for y'all. Damn. Oh, Dan Snyder, the Redskins. We were talking about um, the Redskins' name and how FedEx uh, was Judah and Money. We were talking about uh, we had gone beyond that. Shit. Somebody tell me what he's talking about. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We're gonna start giving our Nipsey Hustle Awards while we get this while we get the sound together. We're gonna give out some Nipsey Hustle Awards. Um, shout out to Maker, McCall Maker, who's the younger brother of Thon Maker in the NBA. And he has decided that he is gonna take his basketball high school talent to my alma mater, the real H U. You know he's going to Howard University. We all remember little Mikey, um, the 10th grader, who's like the best player in the world, um, talked about when he uh, graduates from high school, he's going to start. He may consider going to an HBCU. They'll, he'll have at least two teams in his top selection that, he, that he'll consider. The, um, the core maker did it um, already and want to sign him out. Um, but there were several more. Sharon Wright Jr., son of NBA player Sharon Wright, is going to be leaving his uh, NCAA school to go to a, a, a MEAC school, a historically black college. Um, there's a, a football player. I want to get his name right. Uh, Ingram. His name was Ingram. Uh, I want to get his name right. Uh I don't have his damn name. Daniel Ingram. Daniel Ingram commits to Arkansas Pine um, to play football on NCAA. So this is like legit like the shit. Like our kids are going to HBCUs. Our star talents, our top five recruits, our five-star recruits are now starting to go to NCAA schools. And uh, Ronnie James, LeBron James' son, has said that he is set on NC State or NC, one of those North Carolina HBCUs or Duke. And those are the two teams he's debating. If LeBron James's son or if he go, decides to go to HBCU, you know how huge that is? The NCAA is always already losing because the, the NBA's developmental league, where they have the Washington Go-Go, they're paying people $100,000 to go straight there. <laughs> Hold on, y'all gonna stop calling me old? They're like you can't remember what the topic was because you old. Yeah, watch it, watch it, Bucko. They hate us, young. So, um, I don't think they can hear you. Can't hear me? Yeah, now they can't hear you. Okay, so we, we don't exactly know what's going on, guys. We're just going to keep it 100 with you, but we know that there's an issue with the sound. Um, so, we're checking the mics. Um, but while we're doing that, I can tell you guys just really quickly how crazy Hamilton was. So, nigga, one, to be able to do an entire show 
where there's no dialogue, no regular talk. Every all the conversations are via song, rapping, or singing. As a rapper, I've written songs where like the girl talked back to me, I talked back to her, but that ain't a play, nigga. That ain't two and a half hours of doing everybody's part, studying the history to know everybody's part, to be able to to because you can have a speech that doesn't have to rhyme. And you can get your message across in way less time than it may take for an actual artist during the song because you got to write it and it has to rhyme and it has to fit. Uh, the flow has to fit. It has to, it's a lot. So sometimes you can have one paragraph conversation and that would equate to an entire song. And I think with Lynn, I forget his full name, but when Lynn did, if she was able to have those full conversations, give you a person's entire history their life history in a verse, maybe a song at the most. And I learned so much about Alexander Hamilton that I didn't know. Um, that's JB's guy. So JB knows a lot about Alexander Hamilton. And when we really get into the topic, I'll let him geek out on you because he hasn't seen it. But he knows just as much as we do. <laughs> that's his guy. Yeah, yeah, Alexander Hamilton is my dude. I have to, I can't deny that. Bear with me just a moment while we try and figure out this whole microphone situation. Um, not sure if you guys can hear JB, but he's saying he's still... Uh, well, could you guys hear him? That's important. Because if you could, then I ain't got to repeat what he said. <laughs> and I heard that, that Hamilton's tickets was like eight dollars $900 at first. And it was it was steadily lower, lowering, but I get it for five ninety nine. I'm on The shit is on my TV. I, I would turn the camera around and show y'all. It's, on, it's paused on my TV right now. Like, um, it was amazing to me, man. Like, really fucking good show. Like, I don't know that I've seen a play that was better written. And I'm I'm just keeping it a buck. And, you know, like, fucking phenomenal. Excellent history lesson. The the texture of the story, the depth that it took with the, the, the kids and the friends and... I don't want to ruin it, but I want you guys to know that I'm, I'm saying it's the greatest play of all time, and I don't think I'm alone. If you agree, can I get a amen? I'm playing. Yeah, um, Alexander Hamilton <laughs> is my guy. Um, I haven't I haven't seen the whole play yet. We just listened to a couple of songs up top. It was dope because in the first few minutes, I learned something about this man's life whom I've studied that I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that he uh, was born in the Caribbean, but I have, he is in my top two founding fathers. It's basically him and Ben Franklin. Um, he came up with the concept of a Federal Reserve Bank um, almost 150 years before it existed. Um, so, you know, he would have saved our economy during the Great Depression before the Great Depression even happened. Um, that's what kind of genius we're talking about here. Um, in addition to his military brilliance working under Washington during the Revolutionary War, um, his direct hand in the formulation of the Constitution, like mm -hmm. this guy, um, you know, I believe he was. He wrote the, the book of the Constitution. Yeah, he was the book. 51. Damn, the the, the play the move play told me JB, but like the first guy wrote like three or four, then he died, and then like George Washington or somebody wrote like seven or eight, somebody wrote like twenty, then he wrote the remaining fifty one. It was like oh shit, like he didn't you know 
kind of like he the constitution is based on him yeah i mean he he's was, overwhelming majority yeah he eventually became the secretary of the treasury um yeah. you know he he he's he's a monster like when he was one of the secretary of treasury um or we they were having a debate they made that a freestyle battle. You know how the rap battles be? So it, it, it escaped the song format, and they just still went toe-to-toe like, that's Blind MC. For those, I know Hook watching. Blind MC, you know what it is? But, um, they, uh, it, it was crazy. That was dope. But go, go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, just just an amazing life. And, you know, those of you who haven't, I, I strongly encourage you to actually study the lives of the founding fathers because their decision making process as it relates to their lives is something that you can learn and use to understand the existence of racism in this country, to understand where we are, where we ended up and why when you delve into the discussions that they had about the formulation of this nation, because slavery was a part of the debate day one. Yeah, and, and, and a correction, the the essays that were written that I said he had overwhelming majority on was the uh, the, the essays defending the Constitution. Him, John Jay, and James Madison wrote them, but he just wrote the most. And you know, in the play, he was kind of reluctant, but he wound up taking over the Federalist Papers. Mm-hmm. It was the Federalist Papers, y'all. Shout out to Smee for the for the, uh, the uh, being our field correspondent, getting us that good information. He's right. He's right. Um, it was a it was a dope play. I mean, it looks like, you know, from what I saw, it's going to be anyway. I love the I love the few minutes that I saw. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest. Um, you're calling it the greatest play ever. So that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, I've, I've done. I know you guys might not think this about me, but I've done a lot of plays. I was Travis in a Raising in the Sun. Like I, I, same old Tupac play. Like I, I was out there. I know y'all can't see it now, but. Nigga, I was out there. But uh, moving on, um, Hamilton is great, and, and I guess we'll get back into that, and maybe not. But uh, our Nipsey Hustle Award, which are a plenty. Uh, well, um, Maya Moore, JB, Hall of Famer for the WNBA, was like league MVP like two out of three years, mm-hmm. and won championships like three out of four years, or something crazy, breaking all the records in high school, in college, and in the WNBA, Maya Moore was set to be the greatest WNBA player of all time. Mm-hmm. And there was a um, gentleman who was wrongly arrested, wrongly imprisoned for 18 years. And she decided to give up her career in, in, as an act of devi- defiance until his case was looked at again. It was a robbery case where someone was allegedly killed. He didn't do it. She knew he didn't do it. And she ret- ultimately retired from basketball to as a statement. I will not play another game until they reopen this case. Exactly. Exactly. How gangster is that? Yeah. How um, gangster is that? Well, um, you look at that situation and then you look at what happened, right? Because he was originally sentenced to, I believe, 50 years in prison. But after her active involvement and her coordination with other legal advocacy, advocacy groups, they were able to uh, get his conviction overturned. Um, so he walked out, uh, what was it, last weekend? A free man. New. Yeah, man. And they posted pictures together. Um, she can go back to the Minnesota Lynx, her WNBA team, 
and continue to win more championships. Well, hold up, not at the expense of my Mystics, who did win last year. Shout out to Elena Deladon because we did win the title, bitches. Um, yeah, but uh, Maya Moore, um, I applaud her. She deserves the Nissy Hustle Award. It's amazing to think of the sacrifice she made to bring attention to this gentleman's case. Yeah. This ain't her friend. This ain't her homie. No, she, she met just him. found out about it. Well, no, she met him, she met him actually when she was 16 in high school because she was doing she was a part of a prison ministry outreach program. Um and so um this is the, the he brought to light this issue for her. This is something that is near and dear to her heart and she is actually considering spending more time um to advocate for other criminal uh, other men or other people who yeah. have been wrongfully in prison um so her decision to go back you know to the WNBA is still up in the air a little bit from what i read okay. but again shout out to her and her commitment to uh this issue because nobody's really fighting for i mean maybe jay-z you know um but and, and, and for and one, I'll give this person credit. I never give him credit, but and Kim Kardashian. Well, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Credit, she's out there fighting. That's fair. That's fair. There are very few people out there fighting for this issue, though. You know, so for her to step up the way she has is absolutely amazing. Um, speaking, yeah, man. Speaking of stepping up, you want to uh, move on to the next one? Um, Twenty One so, Savage. Well, yeah, we talked about Mika Moore. We talked about Sharon Wright, Daniel Ingram. Mm-hmm. We talked about all the kids. Right. Okay, good. So long as we talked about them. Mm-hmm. Um, 21 Savage, JB, you, you want to take that one? Uh, I've been drinking, so I don't remember. Uh, well, 21 um, basically put together a financial yes. learning program yes. for kids in impoverished neighborhoods. Um, I don't know if it's virtual. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's a online. Uh, it's like a virtual learning course that he's put together, um, and he's actually coordinating with other learning platforms to make sure that he does it right. You know, and it 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 you know it is a developmental program that is going to teach um, children about financial and fiscal responsibility. I believe it's called like my bank account or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this is a big program that he is in. He is invested in. It's called Bank Account at Home. That's what it's called. Okay. Um, yeah, um, it's a nationwide initiative, and he is specifically targeting um, those stay-at-home students. You know, and I touched on this issue before, um, kickbackers, about how the quality of our education for our kids is declining because of COVID nineteen. This yeah. is this is Twenty One Savage taking a direct action to deal with that crisis. So it's amazing work. Shout out 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. Yeah. He's been on the tear ever since they locked to lock him up and get him deported. Mm-hmm. He's been in America like, nah, nigga, I'm, I'm out to, I'm, I'm helping him. I'm knowing some shit, nigga. Like, the fuck you mean? Um, we talked about Hamilton, I think. Yes. We talked we, about Hamilton. I believe we did. <laughs> <laughs> so it's on Disney Plus. Um, I would definitely say check it out. Um, it was my highlight watch of the week. Um, I think it's the greatest play I've ever seen. Um, I will be listening to it and watching it. Like it's fucking amazing. And, and I, this isn't—I I promise you—by next week's episode, I would have watched it two, three more times. Like that's what I witnessed. And you don't come across that often. And I don't think I'm overselling it because it went like eleven of sixteen 
what are they, the Tonys, Tony mm-hmm. Awards? 11 mm-hmm. of 16 Tonys, a Grammy. I think, like, it got a Nobel Peace Prize or something. Put a surprise. <laughs> like, it, it, like, nigga, nigga, it won the freestyle battle, nigga. Like, it won, it got a, nigga, it got a source award. Like, it's, it's, it's that good. Um, um, but what, what I want to do is um get, get, dive deeper into our Netflix and Shield segment. Mm-hmm. And JB, I'm going to alley you to you with the, the, the Avenue show. Mm. And I'm going to go take a piss. <laughs> hey, man, you do what you got to do. We're drinking beer this week, try, trying to be sober the whole show. Uh, that beer run through you like you yeah. never knew you. Yeah, it does. Anyway, um, so <clears throat> Avenue, it's a show that's on HBO. I catch it through Prime because I have HBO um, through Prime. Um, it's actually a show about a well it's a comedy and it's about <clears throat> these people who go on basically like a space cruise but it shows how they just continually fuck up over and over and over and over again but the interesting thing about the show is it talks about how these people have made major decisions like they've put people in majorly responsible positions just because they look good like so the captain of the ship is well i mean you you got to watch the show it's it's executive produced by will smith it is excellent it is hilarious um it delves into a lot of interesting things but it does it in a funny kind of way so you can better absorb the message one um you know some of the just ridiculously stupid decisions that we make as americans and why we make them um and he does it with this kind of layered allegory of the spaceship but it's really awesome um so you guys should check that out like i said it's uh it's on hbo now it's called avenue five um it's a dope show um so yeah, there's that. Um, <clears throat> interesting, interesting shit on uh, Netflix. Um, there is this show called the uh, what is it? The Warrior Nuns, um, and it's really, really interesting because it takes a kind of different take on the Catholic Church. Um, these nuns are basically like the Catholicism's ninjas, and they're like. It's one of those weird kind of foreign, um, but it's an action show, and it's all women doing all the action, all of the fighting. So that one's really interested. I That's transitioned. Yeah, it's called Warrior it. Warrior Nine. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Really, really interesting. My daughter is actually really into that show. Um, I am. Uh, I watched Bad Bloods. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Um, it's an excellent series on Netflix. I would recommend you watch it. We came on this show, where well, I came on this show about a year ago, telling y'all about a movie. I was like, nigga, Netflix got porno. It's called Love. You should watch it. And nobody said shit. Then I did a post on it on Facebook a couple weeks ago. And then that shit went to number 10 on Netflix. So shout out to the Kickback Girls. Because now that I know, if I give you a recommendation, you're actually going to go and watch it. Nigga, we got some power. So you need to go watch uh well, it ain't gonna show up on um Hamilton because everybody watches Hamilton. But uh what was the Avenue show? Avenue five. We watch Avenue Five and let's see what the numbers are this time next week. So kick back us, go watch Am- Avenue Five on Netflix, and we're gonna figure it out. So we're gonna see uh, how powerful our influence is. Come on, kickbackers, don't let us down. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. 
We're gonna make a bump, make a dance. That's gonna be yeah. Fun. Let's get into some music. Um, our no orgasm doubt. segment. Um, I start with Pop Smoke. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Mm-hmm. Peace and blessings upon him. Mm-hmm. His 50 Cent executive produced album dropped Friday. Um, we all know he had his signature sound that you know he called himself the woo, that woo shit, um, which is like dark, almost like drill music, like Chicago gangster rap. Um, but he had his own style. But um, he also reminded me of 50 a lot. And I think that's why 50 took such a liking to him because he would do certain melodies like 50, even though his voice is probably more like mine. Mm-hmm. Um but the album dropped, and it's pretty good. It wasn't my knock on Pop Smoke had been he was in that one, just his sound. Right. So you get an entire album of that. You don't need an album of that shit. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Like three, four songs. But this album, he switched it up. It's some R&B beats. It's some gangster shit. It's some West Coast shit. And he rode all of them beats the right way. Okay. So I'm like, damn, he really could have been one of them niggas. Yeah. Like he had the potential to really be one of them niggas. And um, it's always you know tragic when somebody's killed so young and so senselessly. But um, get, stream the album. His uh, the top fifteen of Apple Music's single chart were all songs from his album. So he owned the top fifteen by himself. That's amazing in another. That's song. crazy. Yeah, and um, shout out to Fifty to uh, uh for stepping uh, in for stepping in and executive producing the album and making sure that it was done right. He wanted to make sure that Pop's family could eat, you know, um, and again, it's just that black solidarity, that black love, that black by love that we talk about, um, that we're seeing that we need to keep doing and let's follow. Yeah, by, yeah, by black love, because black by love sound different. Uh, by black love, okay. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, Possible does have a very unique voice, uh, just like me. <laughs> Niggas, any outside? Niggas sound like me. Ready to ride. But anyway, um, Westside Gun, another nigga who has a very distinct voice out of that Griselda camp, dropped another album. Griselda drops a new album every three months, maybe two months. They got a sizable they, crew, so they can't. Yeah, but they just be dropping, 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 dropping. Like they killing the game. Um, that's pretty good. So I like Paris more. His last album that was like to me like a major label debut album, but um, he's back already. I'm like, he should have let Paris rock more. That's my opinion. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Gucci uh has been signing different artists over the last year. Like tag me in an artist profile that got good music. Tag me in somebody this, and he signed a whole bunch of youngins, and he showed them to walk them through the process, and they put out their debut album like a, a compilation album for the label, um, So Icy Summer. And then the day after that dropped, one of his artists was in the club and somebody tried to snatch his chain off his neck while he was rapping. And then his entourage shot bullets into the crowd trying to get the guy. I don't think you need to kill the guy that took the... Yeah. I'll wait till more details come out about it, but I was just like, shit, nigga. ass backwards to me. Like, shit. Crazy. Um, but that happened, and their new music is out. The pod name kickback playlist is on Apple, Spotify, and Tidal. No, this is not podcast shit. This is just songs. Songs that's hot. Songs that rock. Songs it's that you need playlist, to be in- in- introduced to. Songs that you enjoy. We got myself, go figure, I used to rap, Red Cups and Rillos, 
Little Baby, The Bigger Picture, Wale Moving Different, Meek Mill, Other Side of America, J. Cole, Snow on the Bluff, No Name Song 33, J. Electronica and Jay-Z, Ghost of Soldier Slim, Her, I Can't Breathe, Beyonce, Black Parade, Megan Thee Stallion, Girls in the Hood, Saweetie, type it, Tap In, Jack Harlow, What's Poppin', featuring Baby, Tiger, uh, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. Crazy song. Yeah, that genre is great, too. So I Already Kid, yo, Used to Lanes. Black Elephant in the Room, Tiana Taylor, Low Key, featuring Erica Badu and Ben Beta, Tan Line Nostalgia. Look, man, there's yeah. 20 more songs, JB. Let's talk hit after hit after hit, you know, hit after hit after hit. You got to check it out, man. Oh. Uh, we pop the shit on shuffle every time we go and play golf, uh, hanging out in the house, cleaning up, whatever. It's a great mix to just vibe to. You can throw this shit on in the car after you listen to the podcast. After. You know, um, so it's a good look, real good look. Definitely a part of the kickback playlist on Apple, Spotify, and Title. Shout out to Jay Z for getting us on Title, my nigga. Um, that's how you make niggas think you know somebody. Like oh, he must know Jay Z. Nobody had to approve us. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Soldier Slim. I, I knew Ron was gonna say that because we got a song Ghost of Soldier Slim on there. Um, it's a great cardio album. Yeah, Pop Smoker, you, you gonna get. You gonna be hype, niggas outside. Look at Christian Dior. She love when I. <laughs> a girl told me I sound like him, and she liked that shit. She like, oh, you sound just like him. Whenever he said that thing about you, I'm like, yeah, I'm going outside. <laughs> I like tell my fucker, I'm, 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 I'm a senior word. <laughs> Don't do that, young. That's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god, ladies, what would you do if the niggas start? But she said she like it though. Hey, okay, whatever. So I guess whatever we got to go with that. Wrote. I don't fucking know, yo. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, um, but yeah. So download the playlist. Um, the NFL, JB, and sports are now saying they're going to play the Black National Anthem week one, every single team. I love the idea. I've always wanted to hear that song at a football game or basketball game. I've always wanted to hear when people win a Grammy for them to say peace to the nation of God's and nerves instead of thanking Jesus. Or And I wanted to hear the black national anthem instead of hearing the national anthem. Those are things that I grew up wanting. I know it's symbolic and it's not a lot of, you know, a lot of, it, it, I don't know how far that pushes the needle as far as getting social justice, but I, I just want to hear it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a start, you know. Um, they they got a lot more work to do, especially yeah, yeah. the NFL. They got a lot more work to do, but it's good to see that they are starting to do it. You know, um, what I want to see the owners do is I want the rest of the owners to wake the fuck up and start moving differently because that's when I think real change is going to happen. Um, a lot of people don't realize that the NFL is structured like a franchise business. So each one of their owners have basically complete autonomy over their teams, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to move the needle in terms of what the league is doing for race relations. But you got to give a shout out to the commissioner for stepping up and saying that they handled the whole <clears throat> the whole Colin Kaepernick uh, situation yeah. poorly and incorrectly. And so these are steps in the right direction. I mean, you know, you got to say that. Absolutely. Um, so good, good step. Good step. You guys good, good next step, I guess. Um, our book club. Yes. So 
I announced that we were doing a book club yes. on Instagram, and everybody said, okay, cool. Well, I actually, I just posted that I was reading the book. And then they got cussed out. Why you ain't tell me you're reading that book? Why you ain't tell us about the book? Why you ain't say nothing about the book? And I was like, uh, here's the book. So the book is Jonah Berger's uh, Contagious. The book is called Contagious by author Jonah Berger. He talks about uh, the power of word of mouth, and he points out specific instances in U.S. history uh, where word of mouth traveled really, really far, and businesses were successful based on word of mouth, and he does comparisons as well to other businesses that weren't as successful, even though you may think they were. And he also dispels what you may consider word of mouth worthy. So it is a really good book. It's a really good read. It'll get you in your marketing mind. It'll get you in your promotion mind. It talks about social media. This isn't a book that was written in the 1400s. So it's, you know, it's current. It talks about Facebook trends and Instagram. And it talks about just word of mouth in general and the power of it. And the most powerful version of word of mouth is not the internet. Mm. It's face-to-face conversation. Absolutely. So I, I, I was thinking, ironically, you said absolutely. So that's something you guys could uh, take a look at. And um, we're reading it now. Yeah. I'm it, about halfway through, but yeah. I think we'll discuss it starting next week. We'll, we'll do like a beginning, middle, end. Uh, yeah, that next, sounds good. You know, three episodes. Good. I'm about a chapter or so in right now. Um, the book is about six hours and 50 minutes long. So if, in, in terms of an audio book, it's a quick, a relatively quick listen, um, but very, very interesting, <clears throat> very, very in-depth, um, you know, details about what happened. And also, I, li- I like the narrator's tone, too. I like he keeps it, he keeps it light and fresh, you know. Yeah, and, and we're, uh, so you can tell we're, li- we're doing the audio books. I don't know if you guys are doing audio books now or if you're just reading books, but I started doing the audio books because I can listen to that shit in the car. I can listen to that shit while I'm cleaning up. I can listen to it late at night when I'm chilling and I ain't got to read it. I can have my lights off. I can be in the bed just listening. Um, it's just way more convenient. I think podcasts did that to me because I couldn't, I didn't want to do it at first, but I think liking so many different podcasts, now I can listen to books that way. And yeah. I, I love it now. I love it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a audiobook OG. Like I used to have <laughs> audiobooks on tape back in the day because I was traveling so much. Mm-hmm. So audiobooks were just a great way to absorb material without the necessity of reading. Um, you know, uh, one of the things I've always used them for is actually to go to sleep. Like when I'm laying it down at night and I know I need to get up in the morning, I'll pop on an audio book and I'll mark the spot where I started when I got in the bed because I'm probably going to fall asleep mm-hmm. and not hear most of that shit. Mm-hmm. But it just puts me to sleep. You know, um, and there have been studies that talk about your absorption of knowledge uh, through your subconscious, even while you're sleeping, which is why they encourage you to play certain types of music for children when you're sleeping. Um, So it's just a really good look. Um, And this book is particularly interesting. We'll get into this one and then I'll pick the next book. So it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And JB's giving me some ideas on this next book. Uh, or the next books because we're going to alternate I guess yeah and uh, so I know you know I'm more into the self-help and informational and JB's more into the uh, fantasy world so but or or fiction well fiction fantasy Mm, fiction 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 slash fantasy but um you know really where I want to start is uh fiction because I think my my love for certain fiction elements 
created this love for fantasy. You know? Okay. So we have fun with that. There's no homework. If you want to read along with us, you can. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. don't, then you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's all good. You can still enjoy the rest of the show. But the book for July is Contagious by Jonah Berger. Contagious by Jonah Berger. Yeah. Um, and then August, we'll get into JB's book. And we'll, we'll, we'll go month to month as long as you Negroes keep up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's available. It's available on Apple's eBooks. It's also available on audible. Yeah, I got uh, no audible. So it is readily available, um, you know, and, uh, join the journey with us. It should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. I know we had some technical yeah. difficulties this week. Sorry about that. Um, y'all. It happens. We're a live show. Yeah. I know yeah. you're listening to this on Monday. Like y'all niggas be live. Well, you should know from all the comments, but yes, we are a live show, and you can watch this on our Facebook page, which is a pod named Kickback. You can go to our face to Facebook, do a search for our uh, fan page, and then watch the show live every fucking Sunday night at six p.m. Right, every Sunday night at six p.m. Right, every Sunday night at six p.m. And you can join the actual conversation, or you can wait till Monday morning, as JB always say, your drive time. Go on to work and listen to it then. Whatever fits your schedule. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. We love you, man. Good night and God bless. We will see y'all first thing in the morning on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, no. We out. But you know what I want to do before I let y'all go? Yeah, I go wanna, ahead. I, hit I, that I wanna, wanna, oh, Yeah, I want get, to get, get this going. Here. Let me see. I wish I got it right. By those who teach lies. They don't teach the law of cause and effect. They make the people believe when they see it rain that a spook is producing it. But the rain is real. How then can the cause be unreal? Shut up, Minister Furcon. are witnessing conditions in the world that are produced by real men, but you don't see the real cause of the effect of your own suffering. Because the Blood suckers of the poor make you think that God is some mystery God. Well, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us that there is 5% who are the poor righteous teachers who don't believe the teaching of lies of the 10%. But this 5% are all wise and know who the true and living God is. And they teach that the true and living God is the son of man. The supreme being, the black man of Asia. They're also known as civilized people, Muslims and Muslim sons. Here is a small percentage of people who know God. And when they know God, they have a duty. And that duty is to teach what you know to those who do not know. Then those of us... Those of us who are in pursuit of that duty have 10% the rich, the blood suckers of the poor, the slave makers of the poor. They hate the 5%. They have control over 85%. So they turn the 85% against the righteous teacher. This is how they've been able to kill the prophets, kill their communities, because the, the leaders who are the blood suckers of the poor have control over the minds of the masses and they feed the masses more lies about a righteous teacher 
so that the righteous teacher will be persecuted by the 10%, not helped by the 85%, so that they can kill the righteous teacher. But a new thing is happening today. A new thing is happening today. The revolution will be televised. Uno, we out.